my experience has been I'm stronger and better from admitting my faults. Mm -hmm. You feel tough when you put this whole face on and you pretend like you're a big bad dude. Mm -hmm. But when you say, hey, I have issues I need to work out, I need to figure out how to better serve my spouse and serve my marriage and be better. And when you do it with the end in mind of this is actually going to make me a real man, mm -hmm. you, you make so much more progress in life. Your marriage gets so much better. You're so much closer. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sitting here right now with Becky and Chris. Thank you guys for joining us today. We're going to be talking about marriage, but more than just that, we're going to be talking about relationships. Uh, appreciate you guys being here with us. So you guys have been on kind of a journey in your marriage, and now you guys have a ministry of helping others in theirs, whether it's through uh, you guys do a podcast. Sometimes you guys will meet with people uh, and, and provide just kind of some of your learnings along the way. Give us kind of just the quick version of your story. How'd you guys meet? Uh, and, and how you guys ended up getting married in, in here in Arizona. Yeah, uh, we met in high school and we were friends all through high school. And then right after high school, we got together, started dating. Seven years from our, our first date, we actually got married. On the anniversary. On the anniversary. Uh -huh. uh, all right. So you guys are high school sweethearts. Essentially. Sort of. Yeah. You guys waited till the very end of it. Day after high school sweethearts. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll still count that. Nice. So you guys got married, mm -hmm. and uh, and you guys were living in California? Yeah, we grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and things out there have just changed a lot since we grew up, and we decided we needed a change, so we decided to come out to Arizona. After Chris graduated from ASU, we found Gilbert, and then we fell in love, and we moved here. Awesome. And, and you were working, you said, for a family business, is that correct? Yeah, so we got married seven years after our first date, and then... A few, actually, before we got married, uh, I took over the family business. We we owned an Arco AMPM gas station convenience store. Uh, it took a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, a great learning experience for me and my family. I I don't know if I'd do it again, mm -hmm. uh, but it it was it, it blessed us in a lot of ways. But during that time, I, I wasn't. I was admittedly not the best husband. I wasn't around a lot. I was not communicating well. Mm -hmm. um, and when we came here, we really got to hit the reset button on life and get involved in church and make some changes. Yeah. So what were what were some of the changes that you guys went, okay, it's a new new location. We moved to a different state. It's kind of a, a fresh start. We want to do things differently than, than what we've done before. What were some of those changes that you guys said, we're going to start implementing this in our marriage? I think one of the biggest ones was just spending real time with each other. Because mm -hmm. I feel like when he was busy with work and he was always – on call. It was literally 24-7. That place didn't ever shut down. Yep. So yep. it didn't matter if it was two in the morning or two in the afternoon. He had to go when he had to go. So being able to set aside time and really get to be together. And we took hours and hours long drives and just would talk and talk and talk and just really reinvesting in us. So then we felt that we were closer and we were better at communicating with each other again. So I would say that nine out of 10 of people listening right now, if I were to ask them, hey, how are things going? They would say busy right now. So mm -hmm. how, how do you actually do that? Because everybody that I interact with, talk with, they're, they're busy. How do you intentionally carve out that time? What did you guys find to be the best practice? Yeah, it's really hard. 
And I, I feel like everybody goes through like a roller coaster where there's times where you do it well and there's times where you struggle. Mm-hmm. It's really about prioritizing your your spouse, prioritizing your marriage and and creating that time where you can. So do you guys schedule like a weekly time or is it a, like once a month you guys get together? Like how often do you guys find to kind of be that sweet spot of prioritized time together? Yeah. So one thing we do is we make sure that we have a toddler, we have a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. We make sure that he goes to bed early enough that we have a little bit of time every night together. Mm-hmm. And so we do that. And then I would like to say we do it weekly. That's that's a future goal, but we're increasing the amount of time we spend together, seizing the opportunities where we have them to to really make sure that we have that priority. And if things start to feel distant, you know, one of us speaks up and it's like, we need to make a time for a date. We need to go out together. We need to do something and we, we make it happen. Yeah. Now I know you guys are both big proponents of being countercultural when it comes to marriage. There's things in culture that, that are not supportive of a healthy marriage. What are some of the, the principles or ideas that you would say, Hey, we've adopted this countercultural idea uh, when it comes to our marriage and we're going to, yeah, I know everybody does this. I know that this is normal. We're going to be abnormal intentionally. What are some of those kind of countercultural things you guys have, have implemented? Mm-hmm. So um, we have our marriage walkers podcast and on that, we talk about that a lot. So um, one of the biggest things is the, idea that divorce is not an option and closing that door, making sure that you are committed and you don't have an out, which I think nowadays divorce is always an option. People are like, oh, it got hard. I'm not happy. I'm not having a good day with this person. And they just want to leave. And the the lack of commitment to marriage really makes us a little bit sad. So we're trying to fight back against that and say, hey, you married this person, you made those commitments, keep those commitments because in the long run, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we definitely put that as a high priority. The other thing we talk about is service. So our motto's approaching marriage with love, service, and commitment. Mm-hmm. So serving your spouse is super important. So we talk about the five love languages by mm-hmm. Gary Chapman. We talk about how can you give love to your spouse and how can you serve them throughout their day? I feel like today in culture with social media, with all these different things, it's what can I get? What mm-hmm. can I get? What can I get? What is my marriage doing for me? And we try to push the idea of it's not what does your marriage or your spouse do for you? It's what are you doing for your marriage and your spouse? Mm-hmm. And if you switch your mind to that idea yep. <clears throat> and you focus on that, it you get so much more back than you would just trying to grab. Yeah. Yeah. Our natural tendency is to go, what, what do I get out of this? What's in it for me? Uh, and, and the countercultural part would be, okay, what can I give to this? What can I invest into this? Uh, which is how marriage works. And, and especially when, you know, when, when it works at its best function, both husband and wife are, are looking at it through that lens of how, how can I serve my spouse? How can I serve my family? What can I give? And when everybody's giving, uh, everybody's also receiving. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, again, so countercultural because we think the end, I just want to receive. Well, the best way is by giving. And again, it's, I'm going to say that again, the best way to receive is by giving. Because one, that's good for you and it changes your mindset. And two, if everybody's giving, everybody's also receiving. Um, so countercultural. If, if, if I would just adopt that one principle, uh, my marriage would be a whole lot better if I could really make that uh, mindset every single day. But our tendency is to drift away from it. Um, 
how do you guys identify when you start to drift back to the what's in it for me? What do I get out of this? Are there things that are indicators for you that, okay, um, I, I need to reset. I need to go back to kind of these these key principles. Definitely. I know that we're not perfect by any means. Mm-hmm. And we say that often. Like, we know we're not perfect and we know we're not professionals at this. Mm-hmm. So we're learning just like everybody else is. But if we start to feel that scale tip towards ourselves then we're like wait a second have i done anything for them like in the last day mm-hmm. two days week like how long have i been taking and taking taking and not not giving mm-hmm. the other thing i i always say is if there's conflict then one of us is probably trying to take more than give mm-hmm. and so when you do experience conflict then you need to step back and say okay what's wrong here and one big indicator for me is when I start to, in my head, blame things on, uh-huh. on my wife. Yeah. When I'm like, if she did this, if she did that, and yep. then I step back and I say, what did I do to contribute to this? What did I do to serve her? How, how am I a part of this issue? Mm-hmm. And rather than looking at it with a magnifying glass to find the issues, looking at a mirror and saying, okay, what am I not doing for our marriage? Mm-hmm. That goes super far. It allows you to realize where your opportunities to serve are. Mm-hmm. And I, like we, a lot of people talk about this. It's, it's like giving a gift or getting a gift. When you get a gift you want or you like, it's, it's cool. Yep. When you give a gift that somebody really wanted and you give them something that brings them joy – it feels 10 times better. Yeah. And, and there's a depth to, to that that's more at a soul level of like just this right. Like it's how it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned earlier that that a lot of people, they, they tend to think, oh, divorce is an easy option. Things are difficult. Talk about grit when it comes to marriage. Talk about not giving up, uh, but, but pushing through. And, and what's been your experience personally in, in your guys' marriage when it comes to just having grit and going, you know what, things are hard, but we're not going to give up. So when Chris was at his family business and, you know, like I said, 2 a.m., 2 p.m., doesn't mm-hmm. matter. When he was going through that, there was a lot of just frustration and upset that would come home. Mm-hmm. And for me, a lot of that like grit was not taking it personally, mm-hmm. knowing that that wasn't directed actually for me or to me. It was just I was the person that he felt comfortable letting all of that go to. Mm-hmm. So finding, I guess, the grace to let him be in that moment and deal with those hardships and still be there and support him and want to be there and not taking it personally, not reciprocating because he's frustrated and I get frustrated and kind of just making sure that we knew that the two of us were still in this together, even if it was kind of hard in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of grit for me, you know, she's, she's been fantastic at dealing with me when I was through that. A lot of grit for me was, being humble and being vulnerable mm-hmm. and realizing that I had things I need to work on. I yeah. still have things I need to work on Yeah, and being okay with that. And then also patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to make decisions quickly. I'm, Hey, you know what? We should move to Arizona or, Hey, we should, you know, sell our cars to get out of debt or do whatever. And my wife isn't as quick to make decisions. So, Showing her why I want to do what I want to do, being patient, including her in decisions, mm-hmm. and 
not telling her what to do and just saying, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. This is what I feel like is best. And being patient with her to come to that decision with me so we can move forward together. That takes a lot of grit for me because I'm a very much like, yep, let's do it today. Yep. It's one of the things I love about him is he's so driven, uh-huh. but I am more of a let me mull it over kind of person. Yep. So him giving me the space to think and have that moment to just kind of figure out or understand why he wants to do something has been really helpful for me and very um, trying sometimes, but very appreciated too. So you said something that is very countercultural and I want us to just pause on it for a second and, and, and dialogue here. Um, and I'm going to speak specifically to guys just for just for a moment. A lot of guys think grit is tough. You know, they think John Wayne, you know, all that kind of that, that that's the picture of grit. And just I'm making a decision. I'm just plowing ahead and I'm moving forward. Uh, you talked about grit being vulnerable. Uh, there is a gritty side of vulnerability uh, that most people wouldn't associate those two words with each other. They would go, wait, that seems the opposite of grit. But it, there's a there's a toughness to being able and willing to say, I don't have everything all figured out and I need help. There is a a strength to go, I I need outside counsel and I need I need to acknowledge that I'm not perfect in every area and I'm willing to talk about some of my imperfections and I'm willing to bring things into the light. Um, that that is true grit. That is the real difficult side of of relationships. Um, but there's also a huge freedom that comes from that. And true, like intimacy and closeness in a marriage comes from being willing to say, I don't have this all figured out. Let's talk about it. Let's let me figure out a compromise. I want to just move ahead. You need a little more time. Okay, let's let's talk through those things. Um, talk about what you've learned when it comes to vulnerability, because it's easy for us to hide things, right? And go, no, everything's okay. Everything's good. Look at my Instagram. Everything's great. Uh, it, it's a lot more difficult to go. I need help, and and I'm seeking some counsel on that. What, what's been your guys' experience with being vulnerable and being honest with each other, and then also with with outsiders? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a struggle for sure to admit that you're having problems and that you need help, but you do it out of that service to your spouse, mm-hmm. and you have to realize that we're all human. Mm-hmm. And we all make mistakes and we all have issues and we all have struggles. So admitting that to my spouse and telling her, hey, I'm having trouble with this. You know, I get agitated easily. I'm I'm anxious. I'm doing whatever gives me the freedom to really work on it mm-hmm. as opposed to if I don't admit that, I can't talk through it. I can't do whatever because she doesn't know what's going on. I'm putting on this persona of being tough. And so that's helpful. Reaching out to outside help is huge. Mm -hmm. You have to have people in your life to help you through that. We're not meant to do this alone. Mm -hmm. We're, we're meant to do it together. And that's, that's the purpose of the church, Mm -hmm. you know? So my experience has been, I'm stronger and better from admitting my faults. Mm -hmm. You feel tough when you put this whole face on and you pretend like you're a big, bad dude. Mm -hmm. But when you say, Hey, I have issues I need to work out. I need to figure out how to better serve my spouse and serve my marriage and be better. And when you do it with the end in mind of this is actually going to make me a real man, mm-hmm. you you make so much more progress in life. Your marriage gets so much better. You're so much closer. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. Yeah. For me, I really struggled for a long, long time with needing to appear perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it was in every single relationship or at school, at work. It didn't matter where it was. It was always, I had to be like the perfect person. And that's exhausting for one to try to be perfect because nobody is. Try and pretend to be somebody who you aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And like in the same, like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. No worries. And it was not no worries. Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to break that shield down and say, Hey, like I'm struggling. I'm having problems. I don't feel good today, whatever it is. And trusting him and having that support to know that I don't have to be perfect and he's going to love me anyway. And he's going to love me through it is so huge. And I think it's really brought us close together and just given me the, the, what the wall that I need to lean on sometimes and then kind of going outside of marriage like he was talking about having trusted friends who again I can take those walls down with and really be real with mm-hmm. and talk to like if we are having a struggle and having a trusted friend who I can say hey this is going on he's a great guy I am really frustrated with this though and just being a real person mm-hmm. with the people around me has been so wonderful so some people, they they struggle with, uh, hey, yeah, everything's fine. It's perfect. Life's all good. Uh, some people might take the pendulum to the other extreme and go, here's all the things going on. Here's every detail that's wrong with my spouse. And I'll talk to anybody and everybody and have this conversation. And I'll gather a group together and we'll just, you know, talk talk bad about our spouses together. What what have you found to be, and, and I know that there's nobody listening right now that can relate to either one of those extremes, but what would you say <laughs> is kind of that that sweet spot? Of, okay, I don't want to just badmouth my spouse. I don't want to talk poorly about them. I also want to get insight and wisdom and, and counsel. How have you guys found kind of that balance of, of those extremes? Yeah, it, it's a tough balance to find. And, and culture today is centered around negativity. Mm-hmm. I, hate, I hate to say it, but it's, I only got four hours of sleep last night. Well, I only got three hours of uh-huh. sleep last yeah. night. You know, it's always find the negative. So when you go out with your friends and people start talking bad about, their spouse, it's in our nature to jump in and start bad-mouthing our spouse. Mm -hmm. When you're struggling with your spouse or you're struggling with your marriage or you're struggling with any relationship, really, you need to be very careful about when and how you vent. Mm -hmm. You want to vent productively. Mm -hmm. You don't want to vent to just bad-mouth somebody. You don't want to create a poor perception of this person that's Mm -hmm. so important in your life. Mm -hmm. So... When we do have those conversations, we have them with people that know us both well, Mm -hmm. with people that we feel like have wisdom to share. Mm -hmm. And we don't bottle it up, but we we make sure that the conversations we're having are going to bring, they're going to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, A good example is we, we moved here and we had some financial stuff we needed to straighten out. Um, we have good friends from the church here, Josh and Lindsay Ropchak, that y'all have seen on screen in, in service. When we were trying to figure that out, we were having some arguments and stuff, and we leaned on them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what she's doing. This is what he's doing. And they helped us walk through that because they'd been down that journey. Mm-hmm. They know us both well. Yep. And it wasn't a gripe fest. It was a, hey, give me wisdom. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We really focus on... No spouse bashing, Mm -hmm. just in general. We kind of made it a rule, and we've talked about this on our podcast too, where we made it a rule that we don't talk badly about each other 
to other people. Mm -hmm. And not, again, that you can't vent and be productive about it, but we're never going to just sit there and be like, well, he does this and she does that and da-da-da. Like, that's not going to help anybody and that's not going to help your marriage or your relationship. And Mm -hmm. it's actually going to put you in a very negative mindset. Yeah. But if we go to someone who we do feel like we can trust, who knows the other spouse, who we really feel is going to give us some actual counsel instead of just agreeing with us too, mm-hmm. because that's the other yep. thing, right? It's well, so it's easy. funny how easy it is to attract people who you know are going to agree with a certain point of view, whether you do it subconsciously or intentionally. I think most of us do it subconsciously. You're just going to gather the people that you know are going to reinforce whatever you're feeling. Exactly. Yeah. And just going to them and saying, you know, I love him, but he is frustrating me with this, but he has been doing this. So kind of almost doing like the good, bad, good sandwich mm-hmm. so that it also helps reframe our minds that there is still positive attributes about our spouse and we do still love them. And there Mm. are still good things going on in our relationship, even in a moment of frustration. Yeah. And and to go back where you guys started, you you talked a lot about your perspective and your focus. It's not, what can I get? What what do they need to do differently? But what can I give? What do I need to do differently? Mm -hmm. And I think even in those conversations, if you're truly seeking counsel, it's not, hey, tell me how you agree with how wrong they are. The focus is on myself. Like when I'm truly seeking out wise counsel, it's, hey, help me. What can I do? What can I do different? What do, what do I need to change a perspective? Uh, what, what's worked for you? And, it, and the focus isn't on them. It's on me. And so if you're like, I don't know, am I venting or am I seeking counsel? Well, who's the focus on? And, and is it truly what can I do different? How can I be better as a spouse? Um, and it's amazing how much when we change our perspective and our heart, it, it changes the situation more so than you should or you need to or you ought to and making it about the other person. Again, countercultural. Yeah. And and that's the key. Mm-hmm. The key is to have that service mindset. The key is to be, how can I provide? And when you have those conversations productively, it is very much, you may talk about something your spouse is doing. Mm-hmm. But you can say, this is what they're doing. This is what they want to do. This is how I'm reacting how how can I be better? How can I productively move us forward? How can I do whatever I need to do to make our marriage closer and better and progress our, our life? Mm-hmm. And if you have that idea in your head, you're going to get more out of your marriage than you will if you try to figure out how can I change my spouse to do what I want to do yeah. so I can get what I want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think some people, just to say this out loud, some people might be feeling stuck. Uh, If you're feeling stuck and you're like, I don't know where to go. I don't have this counsel. Go see a counselor. It's okay to get professional help when it comes to counseling. Uh, But if you're in a season right now and you're feeling frustrated, just as you guys are sharing all this, I I feel like we just need to say, uh, maybe ask yourself, what's one thing you can do today for your spouse? Um, Start there. And it might not be that's going to solve everything that's, you know, been building for years or whatever it is, uh, but start there. Start with with yourself. What's something that you can do to serve your spouse, to to love your spouse, and uh, and and begin with that. And again, if you need outside help and counsel, seek counsel. Uh, Bible teaches again and again. There's wisdom in that, uh, and there's also freedom that comes from that. And so, uh, thank you guys for sharing some of your learnings and experiences. I know that that you guys have a huge heart for seeing marriages strengthened and uh, and marriages uh, restored that are experiencing brokenness and and, and marriages lasting. So, thanks for your ministry there, uh, Chris. I'm going to ask, would you just pray for those who are listening? Pray for us as we uh, we wrap up our podcast today. Absolutely. Father God, thank you so much for this time for us to come together. Thank you for the opportunity as the Sun Valley community to reach out and touch others. God, I want to pray for everybody listening today, and I want to pray for 
all the marriages in the world, that they do marriage to your will, that they serve each other, that they love each other, and that they stay committed to the relationship. God, we know it's hard, and we know that there's struggle here, and there's conflict because we're all human and we're all flawed. But we just pray for resilience. We pray for soft hearts and sound minds, and we pray for commitment, and we pray for resolution for those that are struggling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Becky, Chris, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.